Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get ready to listen. Good morning, everyone. Here at Rochester's Video Productions and Arts. Thanks so much for listening. If you're not already subscribed, please do so. Please share and like this episode with your friends. Please, it is crucial that... You do that for us to succeed. So, I wanted to talk to everybody a little bit about, obviously, video. I don't know what else we're going to talk about, since it's Rochester's video and arts. So, the question is, what aspect of video are we going to talk about today? Well, I was thinking to myself on the way to the gym this morning, how can I bring you guys more value? Because it's the name of the game, isn't it now? The name of the game. How can I bring my listeners more value? Well, for one, you guys can message me and ask me any questions about the industry or really any questions at all, and I will answer them on episodes. I will definitely use them towards episodes, so if you guys are interested, please like, message me. Uh, you can email me at caleb at csantiagosvideography.com and just let me know that you're from the podcast and leave a comment, ask a question, and I will certainly answer it, do the research, and create a podcast episode about it. But anyway, so I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about audio. I know I've been touching on it in my posts lately. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't haven't gotten around to creating a uh, YouTube episode about it. I've just gotten to the point where I've gotten the YouTube channel up and running. So, uh, also, you guys are much more likely to listen if I created multiple episodes, which I plan to do in the future, but also, uh, just listening to it on the, on the, well, on the podcast, whether you're at the gym, on the car ride, and so on and so forth, to a shoot, whatever it is, you guys can listen in, so audio, audio is incredibly important, and I could use a better microphone for this specific episode, but wait, it's coming in the mail, so don't fret, we'll get there, baby steps. Audio quality is incredibly important, especially on a video shoot. It's almost unforgiving when it comes to shooting a video. Most, I mean, you can have some pretty terrible video, but if you have great audio, it's it's okay. But if you have phenomenal video and so-so or even mediocre audio, Everyone thinks it's terrible. It thinks that you're a beginner. You have no idea what you're doing. And it's, it's bad. It's not good. Not good. Um, so audio is incredibly important. So 
there's obviously many different audio products out there, especially for uh, the different types of settings, right? That you're shooting it, your videos in. So going into it, it can be really expensive. And if you don't need it or your, your workflow doesn't require some of these tools, then you shouldn't buy them. Um, blimp microphones are not cheap. Uh, the casing can be for the microphone alone, not even the microphone. The casing can be upwards of 100 to $300. Um, that's on the cheaper end. And those are high quality boom microphones that you would use in an outdoor setting. What's a blimp microphone? Anyways, well, it looks like a blimp. There's a casing around the microphone. It's a sh- it's a type of shotgun microphone. There's a casing around that microphone. Uh, it's essentially a windscreen. And there's different types of... Uh, I-, I guess you could call it a sheath. Is that an accurate statement? Sure. It's more of a sock. But it, it, it's... It looks like an animal. A dead animal. On your microphone. Anyways, it's to, to cut down wind noise. So... If you're shooting outside, I don't care if there's not a lot of wind, you should use it anyways, because it cuts down on those T's and those P's. Yeah. And when you hear that, obviously, I'm dramatically dramaticizing that for you guys. But if you're doing that, if you're shooting an outside wedding, uh, commercial, commercial, especially, especially commercial work. Um, you should be using sock on your microphones. So your boom microphone, why would you use that? Well, they're just higher quality, higher grade microphones. Um, obviously distance from your face, well, three to five inches is ideal, but it depends on your camera shot. Those microphones are really powerful so you can have a little leeway with them but always microphones think about microphones and it's every kind of microphone uh, microphones should act as human ears um, and that is not my opinion that's that's the that's how they're designed so obviously there are some close talkers uh, out there and for you close talkers, don't you? Yeah, we love those close talkers. Uh, but uh, about an arm's length away is, you know, the, the normal individuals. I don't want to say normal. Most individuals. Uh, t- comfort level in terms of having a conversation. So that's exactly where your microphone should be. Especially those boom uh, blimp microphones. Uh So, moving on. A blimp microphone, you want to use it outside. You want to use it, uh, uh, the blimp, specifically for outdoor settings. But uh, you you would use the blimp on an indoor setting. Uh, You would cover the blimp in a sock if you were to go outside. Uh, Look in my Instagram feed if you want to see what a blimp microphone looks like or Google it. We have Google now. Google Blimp microphone. Rode is a phenomenal quality Rode microphone. It's, it's it's not the most expensive, but it's not 
the cheapest. I love Rode. I've had fantastic results both commercially and uh, hobby-wise uh, with Rode microphones. They just do a great job. Um, next, love, love microphones. Now, I personally hate love microphones, but they have their place. Love microphones. Um, in my experience, you want to purchase. First of all, love microphones are not cheap. At least in the commercial aspect, you're looking to spend at least four, four hundred dollars. Now, I'm not talking about beginner garbage quality. Um, for me to even start using it on a commercial job, um, I won't even touch the microphone unless it's upwards of four hundred dollars because. Uh, in my experience, a lot of the cheaper end models, they just terrible sound quality. I can't use the audio to begin with. So I'm always going to my redundancy when I'm recording. And it's useless. So why, why do I even take the time to strap up the, the talent? Useless. So, love microphones. Um, obviously, it depends on where you put them. It depends on how you're using them, right? Because you, you can have a cheap tool. And if you're not using it properly, they'll, you're the problem, not the tool. Um, <laughs> not the tool. Uh, it really depends. So if you're utilizing them appro- appropriately. But again, love microphones are for uh, more intimate uh, recording sessions, right? So they're very commonly used in broadcasting. They're commonly used um, in interview settings where they're most efficient. Uh, so they have their place, right? Because you can you can have a boom microphone right over the individual, but that depends. If you're using wide-angle lenses and you want to get a lot of the background, you might not it might not be the best choice because the further away those boom microphones get. Uh, they are directional, but they can still pick up a lot of that uh, background noise, and that's not what we want. So, love microphones. Um, next, you have the the little shotgun microphones on top of the camera. Uh, again, Rode makes a really nice microphone. I most commonly use these. I've found, and, and that's just from my workflow. That might not work for you, um, because you might do more weddings, you might do more commercial work, you might do whatever it is. Um, that might that microphone might not be the appropriate tool for you to use in that setting. So. That being said, you really got to do some research and think about your specific workflow. Uh, I do a lot of commercial work. I do a lot of interviews. So I'm always using the, uh, the boom microphone, the blimp. Um, and I'm always using for redundancy the lav microphones. Um, and... I'm always, hands down, always taking the boom because it's just a far better audio experience. Uh, 
And I'll be honest with you, the the microphones that I've purchased the for my commercial work, um, the lav microphones are just as expensive, and they're they are appropriately placed on the subject, just far better quality from that from the blimp. Um, anyways, shotgun microphone on top of the camera. We're talking about that again. So again, microphones are really designed for an arm's length away so the, like, you're going to get some background noise when you do that just be aware of that be aware of your surroundings does the room have an echo you're going to hear that um, do you need to put up some noise cancelling can you do that most of the time I can't on a commercial job I can't change the environment my job is to adapt to the environment and get the best quality possible so that's just a little trek down audio lane, if you will. The uh, the onboard microphones on your camera, that just 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 stop. Just don't use them. Just, no, put it down. No, don't use. Them. Not good. Not for you. Especially if you're doing commercial work. I mean, if it's all you got, it's all you got. But if it's all you got and you're on a commercial job might not you might yeah no you shouldn't be on a commercial job with onboard microphones reschedule the shoot or charge them a lot less <laughs> um, they will appreciate it especially with the quality that you're going to bring to them that being said well guys I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rochester's video and arts Please like, subscribe, share with your friends, and I will see you guys on the next one. Why, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Rochester's Video Productions and Arts. Here's your host, Caleb Santiago. Thanks again, guys. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. But uh, back at it here, 2019, starting it off strong. Uh, wanted to talk to everybody a little bit about um, choosing a specific niche in videography. Now. One of the reasons why this has come up for me personally is figuring out, and, and I don't want to get you wrong, you, you, if you can and you're really good at doing multiple different styles, um, such as you know doing wedding videography or you're doing uh, commercial advertisement or uh, wedding, uh, excuse me, um, events, event videography, so on and so forth. Um, picking a specific niche is will bring you more business. Um, when a company, for example, goes and they want to look for a videographer for a specific project, let's say a small, a short commercial advertisement, who are they going to go with? Are they going to go with a wedding videographer? Probably not. Um, if you're well-rounded videographer and you have multiple avenues in your portfolio, 
Um, what I would suggest, and this might take a lot of work, but I would suggest creating multiple portfolios, creating landing pages for clients in multiple ways. If I would have a specific website, example, uh, for commercial advertisement and only commercial advertisement work that I've done, commercial advertisement services that I can provide, uh, so on and so forth. And you could put all of it into one in terms of, you know, commercial photography, commercial videography for short form advertisements, all of commercial, uh, those business, small business and small businesses and commercial, commercial jobs, excuse me, can't talk this morning into one portfolio and then have the ability to book services right there, especially with all the different platforms. Now you've got Wix, you can do simple uh, booking services there and it'll push right to your Google calendar. So there's at this point, there's really no excuse. You could create a fantastic, great looking portfolio website. Now I'm not promoting Wix right now. It's just a really nice, easy tool to use. I use Wix. Uh, I'm sure all of you guys can, uh, with the tutorials online, so on and so forth, figure out a way to create a nice looking portfolio with uh, either Wix or some, some other form of uh, website. That being said, I would also create a separate website specifically for wedding videography or whatever it is, event videography, so on and so forth. If you're doing a lot of concerts or music videos, create a specific portfolio for that. Not only are websites cheaper, but the reason why you want to do this is because you really want to separate yourself. So if, if somebody's a well-rounded videographer and your work is just fantastic and somebody's looking for a wedding creator and they go to your page and they see commercial advertisement, they might not pick you just for the sheer fact, oh, he does commercial advertisement and wedding videography. Well, I don't know if that's the right choice for me. And if your video, if your portfolio is really great, you still might get that job. Don't get me wrong. If you're just a fantastic videographer and, you know, no ego aside, but, or excuse me, ego aside, you're just a fantastic videographer, go for it. You know, I definitely, definitely, in my experience, separating yourself and creating that specific niche or a specialty for you and then a specific style and developing, obviously that's going to take time, but developing your own style, people are going to be more attracted to that. Let's say I have a specific style, not myself personally, but just as an example, I have a specific style with music videos that I do. They're really creative. There's a lot of uh, great cinematic shots that I like to do. Uh, again, this is an example. Um, but then you can be associated with that specific style and that type of videography, doing music videos. Same thing uh, with, you know, commercial advertisement or interview advertisement, right? Or um, videography for weddings, whatever it is. Now you've created a specialization. Not only can you charge a little bit more because you're specialized in that field, but the client is going to know that the quality, they're going to trust you more because, oh, he only does this. He's extremely familiar with doing wedding videography or commercial advertising, whatever it is. He's really experienced with it. I've seen his work. It looks really great on his website. I want that guy 
versus the other videographer who does several different things. So uh, distinguishing your website and your business to specialize in a specific style and type of videography, I think is key. It's extremely important to somebody who's purchasing videography services. Obviously, uh, when you're dealing with larger budgets and more corporate uh, projects, they're going to want a specialist in commercial advertisement. They're not going to want a wedding videographer. And same thing, vice versa. Individuals who have more money to spend for weddings and wedding videography, they're not going to want someone who does commercial advertising, music videos. Oh, he also does wedding videography. Right? So that's just a, a little tip, food for thought this morning. In my experience, I've had much more success creating different websites for different types of videography. And if you're really tight on budget, creating a separate page is okay. It's not the best because people can find it, but maybe changing that specific page's SEO so it's not as, it's more specialized. You should be doing this anyways, but it's more specialized towards what type of videography it is with keywords, so on and so forth. If you know anything about SEO, SEO just stands for search engine optimization. And all that is, is trying to bring your website or your website page up higher on Google searches. That's a whole different other topic. But if you're strapped for cash and you do multiple forms of videography, separating each page is okay change that SEO so that it's, it's tailored specifically to the type of videography. Not only that, I would encourage you to, if you do gradually grow and get the funds, separate the different styles, separate the different types of videography. You're going to have more success landing clients. And clients are just going to trust you more because they know that you know what you're talking about. For me, I've done only commercial work at this point. Um, we're doing a, a wedding scheduled in February. I'm very confident in my ability to change and adapt my style. Um, and that might be the same thing for you. You might do that, but I am still going to change the website because the more that I talk to commercial, uh, small business owners, the more, oh, you do wedding videography and event videography. I didn't know that. We were looking for a commercial videographer. You might, and that's one of the main reasons why I'm making this episode today is to just give that experience, give that insight. So hopefully that can help you uh, gain more traction with the target demographic that you're going after. So Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope that was helpful. Please, if you have anything that you want me to talk about, you want me to go in depth within the videography or arts industry here in Rochester, New York, um, go ahead, shoot me a direct message on any of my social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat. Uh, what else? Are we at? We're on Twitter. Go ahead, send me a direct message. Let me know what you want me to talk about. If you have any questions that I can create podcast episodes for you guys about, please let me know. It's 
csantiagosvideography.com. And you can email me at Caleb, C-A-L-E-B as in boy, at csantiagosvideography.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you have a wonderful day.